Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to John Lightfoot, the founder and CEO of Strategic SEO Solutions. Now, hold on to your hat. We're talking about the confusing world of website backlinks. Thanks for downloading. Now, years and years and years and years ago, you could kind of create or buy lots of links to your website and your ranking would go up. It was so simple, but very, very spammy. And things have changed a lot. Now, in this episode, I'm joined by John Lightfoot, the founder and CEO of Strategic SEO Solutions. Now, John helps us understand the confusing and sometimes contentious world of backlinks and explains how to build links and also how not to build links as well. There's a huge amount of insight and advice. So listen up to this episode. Uh, You can find John on his website at strategicseosolutions.com, strategicseosolutions.com, and also on LinkedIn as well. There's links in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is totally ad-free. I'd love it if you could give the pod a shout on social media, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked John was if backlinks still help you increase your search ranking, or is this pretty much old school SEO now? That's a great question. I think that's a question that's often pondered. Um, Short answer is simple in in my mind, which is that, you know, and and I often say building authority builds Mm. brands. And whether that brand is 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 a service provider or or an e-commerce solution, at the end of the day, in in today's world, uh, I see authority as effectively the new currency. It backs into trust, and trust backs into overarching rankings, organic search rankings. But it also is far more; it's transactional as well. And backlinks, yes, are a clear path to building authority, building trust, and propelling rankings. But there is a definitive process because it can it can hurt you just as much as help you. Let's do a little bit of a history lesson. Let's go back in back in time. You're probably far too young to remember all this, but back in the days when you could actually you just you literally built links and you your ranking would go up, wouldn't it? I mean, it, it happened, didn't it? Yes, indeed. You know, I I look at that at those and and uh, and I I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> I look back and I I recall it very much being. Um, a quantitative effort. Yeah. And for a very, very long time, this was all quantitative, which is, and you still see kind of this um, antiquated approach happening today, where we're in an assessment of a, of a backlink profile, the notion of, well, how many links does a competitor have? There, there may be people listening now nodding their head thinking, yes, in my competitive research, I, I, I look to see how many links, you know, do competitors have compared to to, to my website or the website I'm trying to help propel. Um, but that is very much a quantitative uh, approach. And today it's it's shifted that paradigm and it's it's far more qualitative. Yeah, we, we, there used to be a page rank toolbar, didn't there? And that was kind of connected to, to links and you could actually see it. And, and when Google refreshed, I mean, but for, I mean, it was probably completely unreliable anyway, but it would go up from like three to four and you'd be really excited, wouldn't you? And you think, oh, my ranking's going to get higher. But it didn't work like that at all, did it? Very true. Very, very true. And it's just past the baton. So yeah. instead of this PR and, and chasing that, it's now it's now chasing well for some the DR, 
um, which is the domain rating, which is yeah. just a, another, you know, a metric uh, similar to DA. But yes, very, very true. Yeah. And uh, in the little bit of research I did before we started, it, things all changed, really, didn't they, when the linking world, when Google announced what it called, or what the SAO industry called the penguin algorithm and the penguin update. Correct. And that kind of like demoted all this rubbish linking structures that everybody had been doing for like 10 years. Uh, and it kind of like took it out of the window, didn't it? And Google started measuring things differently. It looked at links as spam. And I was looking at, you know, that happened in April 2012. That's nearly a decade ago, you know. Right. And it's it's only become, and first and foremost, yes, you're absolutely correct. You know, Penguin is algorithmically discerned as the control metrics around this uh, link building initiative. Um, and what's also interesting about that is that it's 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 partnered and coupled with Panda, right? So Panda, the Panda algorithm, yeah. is really folding into the notion of content and, sure. and, and and the verbiage and the semantic relationship within the wording and things of that nature. Um, but yet there's synergies between those two because in the link building uh, efforts, not only are you uh, acquiring a link, but you, but you're doing so harnessing you know, words, text. And so there has to be a, a look at um, the contextual nature to all of this, the thematic relevance, right? So, and to your point, it's Penguin that really, um, you know, set the bar, but it's it's evolved. It's, it's true. It's been, gosh, nearly a decade. Yeah. Uh, but today it's far more sophisticated even than it was back then. Yeah, sure. Because, I mean, I remember reading through articles. You'd be reading the random articles on websites, wouldn't you? And then suddenly out of the middle of nowhere, it would say something like Funeral Directors, London, UK. <laughs> and, and it was, Absolutely. And that, and that Absolutely. was a dodgy link. Um, so, so when you cut, you've kind of touched on it, but do you think any link counts now? Does it matter where links come from to your website? And, and on a side question really to that uh if links turn up coming to your website from places you don't really want them does that harm you yeah great uh great questions indeed because um yes first and foremost where the links come from matter um not just any link is 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 you know viable to so at, you know at the end of the day i always try and take a look at what is what is the goal and so the goal of course is is to build trust. Yeah, it's to build authority. Um, it's it's often to build metrics that back into the EAT, right? That expertise, expertise, authority, and trust. It's it's that type of of KPI. So when we look at it and back into it from a perspective of goals, we very easily start to understand that not just any link is going to help us meet our goals. Sure. Um, and so there, you know, there's a lot of metrics that have to be considered when uh, vetting uh, a link for acquisition or placement, whether that's content placement or, or link uh, insertion, there's so much more beyond the domain authority, that DA, that has to be explored. And so uh, oftentimes um, there will be links that are garnered, whether it's purposeful, meaning it was an outreach acquisition, um, or whether it was not purposeful, you know, it was a literal, you know, uh, true garnered link, or it was a, a competitor maybe infusing you into a toxic place yeah. or, you know, things of that nature. So the harmful links are, are you know, going to drag you down and, and, it, and it's going to cloud uh, and 
cause an ambiguity around um, where you matter most and in, in the lens of Google. Yeah. Are Google clever enough to filter a lot of this out or, or do they or, or not really? Well, Google is saying that they are right. So Google, mm. Google and they're trying. I think the best the best way I look at it today is 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 they're aware of the fact that they want to be part of that solution, and they've told you know they have gone on record multiple times explaining to you know business owners and webmasters that they do not need they do not need to to worry about their their um, toxicity and their link structures and profiles and 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 they're going to capture and collect and 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 effectively almost automatically disavow any of that toxicity. Yeah. However. I, I mean, I, I'm not finding that to be the case. Um, I think they help. I do think they help. But uh, in my audits, in my crawls, um, in my backlink uh, domain profile acquisition research, I constantly find that uh, there's levels of toxicity that pull you out of the algorithmic compliance. And if we just leave that to fester, to manifest, and 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 in the trust that Google will, will just ignore it or shrug their shoulders, we're really taking on a lot of risk, and uh, at the at the uh, speaking of risk, at the risk of speaking too much, I, I would like to share that the last, well, since April of this year, uh, mm-hmm. the beginning of May, in fact, until now, there have been four uh, algo updates from Google that are specifically focused on spam. Right. So it's de- definitively epicenter to them. They're 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 very mindful. So I feel a proactive approach is prudent here. Very very important to constantly monitor uh, your don't your 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 backlink profile and to consider the notion of disavows if there are high levels of toxicity. Because um, because I mean, does the disavow file still exist? Uh, um, the disavow thing was was basically if 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 your competitors went to like some sort of spam center and bought loads of spammy dodgy links pointing to you your competitor that their competitor to try and drag their rankings down we used to be able to put these in something called a disavow file so google could, we could say to google just ignore these just just forget about these uh, does that still exist it does it does right. exist yeah it's a it's a disavow file uh, that uh, you can create uh, and once it's created, and it, and within the file, you can you can give directives to Google to ignore the entirety of the domain or just the URL itself. And once it's been created, uh, you now uh, do submit it through Google Search Console, and so and you and and you can update the disavow file at any time, continuing to add on as needed, and that allows Google to have a clear directive from you about decoupling yourself from websites that are toxic and. To me, that's almost like um, owning a car. Yeah. And we know that over time, we're going to have to clean it and wash it. It's yeah. like taking it through the car wash. It scrubs a lot of the toxicity, a lot of that that dirt out so that there's a very more clear picture of, of what's underneath it. Um, so that, especially in the link acquisition world, when you're, when you're very, very prudent and mindful to your overarching domain uh, profile, it's very, very important to think about the toxicity and to manage that level of toxicity, um, e- even though Google's saying that they are working to automatically do that for you. So if we come across link building, and we know we've got to do a bit of link building, and I hate calling it link building because I don't think of it as link building myself. I think it's such an old-fashioned phrase, to be honest with you. But um, what types of strategies should we kind of deploy uh, to generate links? Well, you know, I find that uh, having a balanced approach 
in the strategies is very, very critical, um, rather than leaning in any one direction, direction in particular. So for example, you know, uh, link inserts can be very, very effective and, and link inserts is, is, is simply, you know, researching yeah. um, content that would be thematically contextual to the anchor in which you're wishing to support. And when you find content that's ranked very well, that has its, its own trust metrics and, and is, has a clear voice um, in the journey within the query, um, editorially reaching out and requesting link insertion into that content. So that's just your standard link uh, insertion approach. The other uh, options, of course, that work really, really well is creating your own very value-based content. You know, this isn't advertorial content. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's just really, you know, informative, interesting thought leadership type content around categories or industries and verticals therein, wherein maybe one segment of that content does nod to, to the company that's looking to build their authority. So there's a link and a segment of the content pointing back, but there's a lot of value around it. And it's, it's shared again with, with websites that are thematically relevant to the content um, in a vein that they can publish the content themselves under their pen name, under their editorial name, so that it's not sponsored content, but rather yeah, yeah. it's the site owners or the editors who believe the contents of value publishing it um, under their name. But there are more sophisticated approaches than that too. And, and, and not to say that those approaches um, aren't valuable, they are. If, sure. if performed properly, they are. The, the, but there's other opportunities as well. And, and I would say, um, you know, unlinked brand mentions is a massive opportunity. Yes. There's so many times, you know, companies, um, their services, their, their brand name, right? Um, or, or just their value propositions, but, but that, that, that are being spoken in a way that's really leaning towards a brand. They're, they're, they're out there. Um, they're in, in, in very important uh, communication threads, uh, but they're not linked in any way, shape or form. And so, you know, starting with just the brand name and scraping those unlinked brand mentions and reaching out to to, to, to modify those, to um, point back to the brand is just such a fantastic way to complete the journey within the narrative of where they're spoken to. Um, and there's other opportunities as well. I mean, you know, we hear about skyscraper um, techniques, building really good, you know, let's say infographics, for example, or something that's shareable. And, and, um, and I also really uh, enjoy the opportunity of looking at doing no follows to do follows so mm. if, if, a, if a, you know, if a link is pointing to a website and it was originally, and it could just be thematic that the website just automatically creates sure. no, yeah. yeah and yeah, you reach yeah. out and you ask for a do follow and that can happen. And the, the last thing, the last one I'd like to point out is, 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 is really taking a clean look at broken links. There's so many links pointing back to websites, maybe the URL paths that have changed over time and maybe the redirects weren't in place. So these links live and have value, but they're pointing to broken pages and that could be just such an awful experience. So um, really monitoring and, and, and remediating that is, is important as well. Yeah, I think Google's attitude with all of this when you ask them, I think, is, is like build quality content and people will link to it. But that just really in the real world doesn't work. I mean, if you're a big brand, it works. So I mean, if I wrote a I don't know, a great high quality article on link building strategies. Nobody's going to link to it. But if HubSpot do that or Ahrefs do that or Google themselves do that, millions of people are going to link to it. You've got to have that thing behind you, haven't you, really, to, to, for, for content to equal links. I, I agree. I agree. And I think 
I, I, you know, I, I, for lack of a better analogy, sometimes when I think of this, I think about the, the um, you know, the idea of, of the tree that they say, if you cut down a tree in the, in the forest and it falls over and nobody was around, <laughs> did it make a sound? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with content. You could create phenomenal content. And if the content is fantastic, uh, but nobody's around to see it, yes. how great was it? Yeah. And so the idea, uh, to, you know, here within this context is creating great content is a fantastic approach. It needs to happen. But the question is, is how do we support that content? How do we support the indexation and the visibility within that content so that it really can garner traction and longevity? And so this isn't just necessarily about building links to point to a homepage. It's also about building links to support the content that's being created or a new product release. Um, and, and to your point about the bigger brands, you're right. Uh, they have the they have the ear and, and eye of a lot of places, yeah. media and search, et cetera. And so they can create content and garner visibility. But therein lies an opportunity for other brands. Uh, very often, as part of link building campaigns, um, I do perform competitive analysis and research around where are the larger brands um, in the space garnering their links. And what you'll find is a lot of resource guides that are talking about them as a solution, but maybe maybe the brand I'm supporting isn't part of that narrative. So that's another opportunity for link building is to just piggyback and get involved and get in, injected into the spaces where the larger brands are being talked about. And you need to partner up as part of that solution or that ecosystem. Yeah, this is kind of where the media outreach side of it plays a part. I mean, it's PR really, isn't it? Old-fashioned PR. It is in a digital sense, in the evolutionary state of PR. It is, yeah. it is definitively um, a slice of that. Um, and, and just harnessing the digital world uh, where so much of the PR today is happening to, to propagate forward that, um, you know, that intent, that, that query, that, that conversation that might be have happening around brands, but being an, able to help massage that and shape that. And, and, and it is pliable. It's pliable to, to finesse. And so backlinks or adding new content into that sphere is, is definitely a value. Yeah, I think it's. I think I don't think enough people use sort of old-fashioned PR and media outreach enough because I mean this podcast exists on media outreach. It just exists on it. Uh, I, I came across you because your booking agency sent me a thing and they've done the research. Oh, John will be good for John's podcast, and um, and they send things out. I, I I've run blogs in the past um, where companies, organizations, folks have sent you press releases and you've turned them into stories. So this whole world still happens, doesn't it? But I don't think a lot of people tend to get involved. Or I don't think a lot, a lot of smaller brands tend to get involved, do they? It's true they do not. But, you know, when I think about PR and I think about this, this how it intersects in, and well, let's, let's just, let's just focus on the, on the link building, the the link acquisition efforts, and we think about PR, the way that I see them playing together, the value that I'm seeing therein is simply that, you know, the, the effort of, of building links is really building authority. Yeah. And PR is all about authority. authority yeah. It's really about thought leadership. It's about building trust. And it's, 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 you know, having a voice in the vertical niche and industries that, that the brands are involved in. And so, 
you know, when, when we think about link building, I don't know that many people do look at it in this way, but it could be likened a, a bit to influence or influencer style marketing, because yeah. at the end of the day, we're leveraging the influence of existing websites to influence the domain authority and overarching authority of our websites. And the press is just another segment of influence. They have strong influence, journalists and media, podcasts as well. I mean, th yeah. there's a tremendous amount of influence and trust and authority that is imparted. So this folds back into my um, earlier comment about balance. I don't think leveraging any one channel and SEO as a whole, by the way, often ends up being, you know, very focused singularly in a silo uh, around, well, we do a lot of technical work, but maybe not offsite, or we do a tremendous amount of offsite, but not onsite. Mm, sure. The balance of that, but overarching into what you're speaking to, thinking about PR, thinking about where can we garner thought leadership and trust and authority, all of this in concert, that's where success is truly built. Yeah, a lot of us, I think, think of the internet in general as a technology platform, but it's really a publishing platform, isn't it? Absolutely, it's publishing. It's it's and and it's every day uh, in a state of evolution. Yeah, and so I think it's um, an area that has to have a long term horizon. So having a having a strategy, right? Having having a calendar built out uh, so that there is a roadmap. This this is a far better pr approach than just kind of, you know, um, every day whittling away at building growth. So rather in a, in a state of evolution and in a very competitive state, you know, not to tangent, but in a slight 10 seconds or less, I'll say this, you know, I remember when there was an epiphany a few years ago and the notion that, hey, you know, um, the blog articles, that are ranking in the top 10 of Google, you know, some 90 plus percent of them um, are more than 800 words. And everybody gasped <laughs> because we were all targeting 500 words. Did you just say eight? And and now yeah. we're far beyond that. Now it's yeah. well over a thousand words, right? And yeah. so it's growing, it's expanding, and it's all content-based. Yeah, and it's a, you're writing proper articles like you would have done in the 60s and 70s in magazines. It's proper articles, isn't it, you're writing now. Um, you, you mentioned a little bit a little bit earlier about broken links and citations and that where folks have mentioned your brand name or your services and things, uh, but not linked to you. Are there any tools that we can find that actually go out there and scour the internet and find these citations and broken links? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I find a hrefs is 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 the from from the the notion of, of discerning around the, the broken links, Ahrefs to me is is the easiest, uh, most straightforward and transparent tool to utilize. I think it, you become action oriented very, very quickly. Hmm. Um, you know, SEMrush is really, really good too at giving us clear view into our backlink profile. Um, you know, yes, the, the the broken links, but also the, the do follow, no follow, very easy to segment out of there. And if you want to work on some of those strategies too. So it's really just those top tools, the, the, the SEMrushes and Ahrefs and Moz, things of that nature, um, where you're going to get the, the, the most um, efficiency out of those efforts. Do you see a day where links don't matter at all? Doesn't matter. It's just... You know, you, we don't have to even think about them. No, I, I, um, I, I don't see that day uh, per se. I think links are simply um, conversations. Quite frankly, you yeah. know, if you think about it, it's 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 
communication. It's it, but but you know I I often say this when 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 I think about a company um, and you know some of the early discoveries that I'll have with companies revolve around you know which keywords are most impactful to them, right? Yeah. So they want to rank for very specific keywords. Well, those keywords, um, when we communicate through proper on-site technical SEO, you know, through the, the metadata and the alt data and the, the H1s and things like that, we can communicate very specifically to the crawlers, to Google, that these are the keywords, these, this is the segment of the industry that matters most to us. And Google sees it yeah. and they understand it. But I don't know that they particularly care. I mean, they make note of it, but they're not going to give you that trust and that impression share. It's when other people are talking about you in the same way and showing trust and value in those keywords, you know, in concert, like what they're saying matches what you're saying. When that happens synergistically, that's where the value happens and you garner that coveted impression share. So to your question, I think links are really just communication from not the brand but from people talking about the brands and i think that's very directional to google about whether or not they should begin to care whether they should begin to trust you and what you're feeding to them about where you matter most and so i know ai and vr and things of that nature are on the horizon um, yeah. before that of course right now it's all you know voice search and the connected devices so you know yeah. um but but all of this is still communication and it's those trusted it's those trusted spaces how they talk about brands that's always going to matter yeah i like it i like how you use the words communication and and a conversation that's that's how it's working when websites link to other websites i think in the past we've kind of looked at it do you think too transactional like if i get a load of links then i will go up the rankings and my profit will increase i'll sell more stuff and it's <laughs> do you, do you, and it's a very tra because that was a very transactional thing that happened, wasn't it? That did did work like that. So, do you think it's better to think of it more of a like a conversation as such? Yes, yes. I I think that um, it, it 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 really has always been this this kind of quantitative. The more links, the better. So I do agree with that. That that's been the thought, and it's true. In the past, it was, and it did drive transactions it was dry or leads whatever the kind of goal may be um yes that was the case but in today's world and especially the way i approach it um it's about two things right the qualitative segmentation to that but beyond that you know um it's really comes down to consistency that's the key i mean we, we haven't really talked about it much but you know once there is a prudent you know link acquisition strategy program in place Far too often I see failure occur specifically because let's just say a, a brand targets, you know, 10 backlinks in a month, 20 backlinks, something like that. They'll get their 10 or 20 backlinks maybe in the first week or so of the month. And then they go dark for the rest yeah. of the month. And it's yeah. very predictable and it's not natural. And that that's not what this is. This needs to be a every week natural organic outreach, you know, um, uh, securing new links each week and every week. So there's a consistency and a quality to those links. That's, that's today's world of link building that 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 uh, is predictable and, and functional and stable. Yeah, I think it's a bit like that attitude. Can you do my SEO? Oh, the, the SEO is done. Oh, right. My SEO is done now. Thank you. 
and I'm ready. It's not. It, it's a continual, constant making your website better, doing things, isn't it, all the time? Absolutely. And the, and the algorithms change constantly. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've seen more algo updates this year uh, since April, interestingly, than than in the last um, you know year and a half combined. It's it's it certainly feels that way because it's it's constant. And you know, with which with with page experience and you know the core web vital notions and uh, of of how we need to manage not just the, the the website anymore but page by page the page level metrics yeah. um, there's always things that we can do should be doing and you know look they're looking at modifying the h1s to replace some titles so really thinking through how we're harnessing our h1s to 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 not only be relevant but also now think about it from evoking a click i mean these are just things in today's you know, landscape, but it's constantly evolving, constantly changing. I, I think, interestingly, the link acquisition part of it is the most stable because if you always simply focused on quality um, and you did natural organic outreach, I mean, that value would have stayed uh, been, you know, stable for, for yeah. all of these years. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it fascinating? I could chat for ages and ages about this because I've got a few horror stories I could tell about links and link building. I'm sure everybody has. Um, John, where can we find you? Where's your website, all your social media bits? Yeah, you know, it's uh, thank you. My, my website is Strategic SEO Solutions. Uh, so it's strategicseosolutions.com. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we're on, we're on LinkedIn as well. Um, and, and really that's, that's, that's kind of <laughs> the, the, where we have the, the yeah. breadth of our focus is just, I, I, we have a blog on the site, um, and, uh, and you can find us on LinkedIn, but yeah, always, always happy to talk more about it or, or, or chat through it, um, and, and perform discovery, really enjoy the conversation. Yeah. Fantastic, John. And um, I'll leave some links in the show notes so folks can just tap and, and head over there. Um, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John. John, appreciate it as well. Thanks again to John for his time. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more. There's more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.